Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fitbet for another week, another episode. Uh, my name is Dilruk Jai Singer, and sitting opposite me is a man who could not keep a tradition of him doing the intro at the top because he is so sleep deprived, he's so broken from life and all its mysteries and the cards that it can deal you. So, as his mate, I promised that I will not not make any stresses worse for him and I said let me take the burden of you of making that intro please welcome to the Fitbit you know him you love him I know I love him I first met him back in 2011 you're not allowed to speak till I'm finished 2011 I believe it was the comics lounge when I first met him he was very lovely to me and then I sent him a message on Facebook saying hey man it was nice to meet you I've been doing comedy for about a year it'd be really great to chat to you and he ignored me for another whole year until then I met him at blah blah Comedy club in Mooney Ponds really? when he came off a bicycle and he fell off the bicycle, I believe, on the way to his gig. <laughs> and then he said, I seemed really nice again. And I said, Hey, man, I sent you a message. He goes, Oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. I just don't check Facebook. And now, nine years later, we know it's true. You're still not allowed to talk because maybe I might keep this entire episode with this high energy because I also know the energy that he's going through. I believe he's currently have slept on one and a half hours of well, sleep. Well. Don't talk, please. This is the intro. <laughs> How dare you interrupt me? Uh, and, uh, you know, and I believe it's been going for about a month. So we're going to have a really lot of things to say. Uh, uh, ben will have a lot of things to say. Oh, I said his name. Oh, shit. It's Ben Lomans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you distracted oh, that was, me. That was amazing. That broke our record of the longest introduction by <laughs> a minute and 40 seconds. <laughs> and who says I'm egotistical and I love the sound of my own voice? And, but also it was a different voice. It was your intro voice, yes, which is slightly... Yes higher. Oh, really? I yeah, was, I was yeah. trying to give it more like, ladies yeah, and no. gentlemen, welcome to Fitbit Pod. See, oh, no, I, you're right. I went higher. I went, ladies go. and gentlemen. <laughs> hey, mate, good to see you. Thank uh, you for doing the podcast. I know things are very tight for you. You're having no. a lot of stuff happening in your personal life, something yes. that you will hopefully share with our listeners. Yes. Uh, but we do appreciate you making the effort in because it is quite a struggle for you to be here today. So thank yeah. you, first no, of all. On well, it's not everyone. a struggle. Everyone has their struggles. You've got your struggles. I've got my struggles. Like, you know, life could be worse. Sure, it, but it's nice to show gratitude yes, uh, does, for those times that someone is, uh, you know, pushing themselves out of their comfort zone and being yeah. there for the team, the Fitbit team. The team, the team, so the team. I appreciate team. that and I want to say and, thank uh, you. And high fives. And high fives to everyone else uh, We've uh, like you. Uh, we've had a lot of people come up after gigs. We're, we're, we're both gigging lots at the moment. And uh, I had a gentleman who came up to me last week to uh, say how much he loved the podcast yeah. Yes. And uh, that he's uh, losing uh, a lot of weight and he just enjoys uh, catching up with us once a week. And that's what this is. You know? Lovely to hear that. Thank you to uh, that gentleman for saying that. Thank you to all that came to my Perth Fringe Festival show. Oh, yes. uh, we're recording this just before I fly to Adelaide Fringe. I'll be performing there from Feb 14 to the Mar- to March 1st. Sorry for the plug at the top, but just letting you know. No, it's uh, good. I'm just on my way to the airport now, stopping in to do this record. But thank you to all that came from Perth. The shows were really fun. And it's just always wonderful to have Fitbit fans in uh, talking, especially one of the chats that came about was about I talk about how in the jungle you get to choose a loved one uh, and how I couldn't choose my brother and uh, my me. mom and dad the reasons I couldn't pick them uh, and uh, <laughs> and I had realized uh, I never actually mentioned it was you in the end <laughs> that I ended up picking because I, I couldn't find a way to bring you into the story because it like, yeah. sort of deviate take, took, takes me a bit out of the story yeah. if I talk about my friend Ben Lomas <laughs> It sounds like I'm hanging shit on you because I don't want to do that either. It's not like I, I didn't not no, want no. you there. I, and I really want to, like, I still want to see animals. Like, well, like, well I had this idea that I was going to Africa, like, in my head. And I was like, oh, if you finally see Dill, oh, he'll win. Love. And then I was like, oh, I'll finally see, like, a, a giraffe and then maybe a rhino. And then Have my, I shown and you And then my Mateo goes, and maybe you'll see a dolphin. I was like, well, I'm not in the Sahara. Nah. <laughs> uh, Did I show you my photos from there? The yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, amazing. There was like a rhino right near my truck at one point. Yeah. There was, I, and there was giraffes while I was – I put that on Instagram, the giraffe, while I was uh, swimming. But I don't get that, like, because if you're in the truck yes. and there's a rhino right there, yes. if the rhino decides to fuck that truck up, you're yes. fucked. you got no hope. you got no, you got so no hope. It's also the rhino is uh, – um, what you might call it, uh, blind. Uh, so, so sort of the sight is not that great. Yeah, it's shocking. So the, the truck, it doesn't clock that it's actually a truck. 
initially. Is it dressed up as a rhino? (laughs) (laughs) Tries to fuck it. No, it it puts his dick in the silencer. No, it it basically doesn't clock that there's something there because its eyes are on the side or whatever. So this rhino was just heading towards us. Like, not even, like, fast. It was just sort of very slowly. So then the the ranger goes, uh, oh, something. She goes, hello, my boy. I'm just here, my boy. And then he's like, oh, what the fuck was that? I better go back. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it was like... Uh, so they, do they know... It? Well, I guess they know them all. Like how many rhinos are in that park? Uh, that particular one I went to, I yeah. think there was only the one, I think. Yeah. Or, <laughs> Brutal. Yeah, I know. It's, and, and, and it's like um, they have to shave the horns off. Oh, they, they pre-cut yeah. the horns so, so that poachers don't like come it. in. But apparently still some of those fucking poachers still come in, kill the rhino, take the last bit of the horn. Because if they go any deeper, it cuts their nerves or something like that. So they have to keep a little bit up. And they cut it off, I think, once every two years or so. It's just so fucked. Like, but you can't, I, love, I, 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 heard, thought you, I know, I know. Sorry, keep going. No, but I thought you were going to go, oh, you know, in this part, there's maybe 300, 300, right, one. There's no just one. one. I don't think there's 300 in the world. No, there must be. But but it's pretty rare. Uh, and also they uh, – actually, I think rhinos might have gotten off the endangered list. But either way, the point there's is – There's like the white rhino and the black rhino. Yeah. And, the brown and do you know rhino. why the white rhino is called a white rhino? <laughs> Yeah. Why? Because it's just so middle class. <laughs> <laughs> you can you get lower class white people. Don't be don't be so uh, narrow minded. <laughs> yeah, don't be so social. I don't know what the word is. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you're firing on all cylinders. No, but it was uh the poachers, man, it's uh it's an actual they call it a um, crisis because it's so hard to fix because the poachers are bad. They're, they're doing bad things. They're bad people. But that's the thing that sometimes it's hard to call them bad people because the circumstances that they're in. They're are so, so desperate. They're so desperate. Like, but are talking, they so desperate? Like, if you're going to kill a rhino, do you then eat the rhino as well? Like, oh no, no, that's my point. It's so tragic because they just killed the rhino, take the horn, and then the horn sells for like $90,000 a kilo. So if you're a poor person. Oh, that's like winning Tesla, though. But they don't even get a lot of it, actually. The porch, a lot of so the, por- the porches actually don't get that much. It just goes to some fucking oh, dealer, s- some huge mogul who obviously has access to, um, you know, the countries that so they go uh, to Rhinosaurus or something. You know, like where do you go? Where do you go to sell that shit? Oh, uh, rhinos are us. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> I was trying to say, were you, what were you trying to do there? Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow, ladies and gentlemen. Rhino Mart. And uh, you go there. <laughs> I'm sure there's a better pun somewhere. I just can't, my friends. Now you've just, I've just absorbed your, your, your brain. No, but uh, yeah, it just goes to like, I think, I believe the biggest demand is in China where they uh, sell a bite for a lot of money because they think it's fucking good for your cock. It's good for like. That's amazing. It's like, so awful, man. Like it's just, so awful. Oh, I need that runner. And people are just spending thousands of dollars. Thousands on, of dollars. And you take it and you're like, my cock's still not working. But maybe there's a placebo effect. I don't know. Whatever reason is, it's just it's bad. An expensive placebo effect. Well, people can afford it, apparently. Fucking hell. That's the problem is that, you know, if we can talk about sexuality more comfortably, if someone, <laughs> if there were people ever say, you know what, uh, I don't have a boner today because I'm really tired. Fuck, there'd be so many rhinos saved. Ah, uh, uh, like. Uh, I, yeah, anyway. Do you have problems with the direction? Uh, thanks for bringing that up, <laughs> Dill. No, I, to be honest, uh, I can't believe we're going to talk about this, but uh, the complete opposite. Yeah, you're just so, hard all the time. Yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, it's still a problem with direction. It just is. It is. Like, I've, I've never, I've, I think there was a period once where it was a mental thing. Right, I think I had a, oh, a, a right, hundred percent. There was, and that was a pretty. It was about a year. It was, I think, probably the lowest point in my mental health. But otherwise, I've never had an issue. Right. So, but I think I have already a high libido. That that yes. helps. Yes. Because um, I've got friends who just don't get it. But yeah. you know, yeah. I wanted to have sex at a very young age. So, do you know what I mean? Like, I was fascinated by the female form already and right. just wanted... Maybe don't say female form. Uh, this just sounded... Something <laughs> something very unsavory about the way you said it. I was no, fascinated No, no, but it was fascinating because it starts with your mum, like, for a okay, lot of little here boys. here we go. <laughs> right. Welcome to Fitbed. Freudian Flipbed. Flipbed. No, but I, I, I've, I've never, I've never, ha- I've never had an issue as such. So I bet, have you, have you ever not been able to get it up in the heat of the moment? Constantly. <laughs> <laughs> 
I need that rhino horn right now. Our no, biggest I will, buyer uh, is in Australia. No, but what happens to me is that I um, I used to have a pretty grim 20s where I didn't get like, you know, I think oh, it was yeah. like, you know, if I had sex every two years, that was a good year. Yeah. That was a good good couple of years. Good decade. Yeah, between the Olympics and the Commonwealth Games. <laughs> if I can get laid once between those two things, it was a good time. Right? So I, I, uh, I, did, not, I did not feel confident uh, about uh, intercourse. And uh, I didn't have confidence in my skills. When you I say had, not confident, like you weren't comfortable around... Your no, own no. body, or uh, well, yeah, of course. Like I had body issues as well, but it was more like whenever it happened, it was always drunk and sloppy. You know, yeah. <laughs> it just like terrible, terrible sex, which yeah. is not because I didn't have a partner to kind of yeah. learn that stuff with. So what happened in in the end was that I I didn't really feel confident. I didn't feel like I was someone who was you know considered myself good at sex yeah. because did not have sex. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, and it was a really and, and that's not to say I didn't have a high sex drive. My sex drive was through yeah. the roof. Yeah, and it's so frustrating to be you know. Can you be a sex addict without getting sex? Absolutely. Really? Like, absolutely. Hundred percent. Right. Like so, in your height peakness, uh, how often would you masturbate per day? Oh, I don't, I don't know if I have enough fingers on my hand to count it. <laughs> you you can do t- no, no, no. In no, a twenty-four no. hour period, what is the no. most that you've uh, self-gratified? Self, yeah, mate. In an hour, I would have done five ones. You cannot. You're not in an hour. Let's be realistically. From maybe just time up, slows down, when, when, <laughs> like the whole world stopped. But say, for you wake up in the morning to when you go to sleep in one day when you were, you know, not. not I reckon, the, yeah, potentially four or five. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure there was a particular. Uh, there was a particular time I did for quite in a, almost in a row. Yeah, uh, this was when I was like 17, I think. Oh yeah, the yeah. peak. Now I, I did think seven. By the, I think by the fourth. Yeah, I remember you telling us about seven. Yeah. By the fourth one, I just remember it just being like, I don't know. It was almost like just clear. There was nothing yeah. left. It was just like, I and mean, I think it hit the ceiling as well. <laughs> Your hand is like confetti was going up. Yeah, yeah, it was confetti because it was so light and not dense. So there was nothing. There was it was just air. But I, I, I love that this is the same podcast that my mom and dad have been on as well. This <laughs> journey of this uh, uh, podcast. But what would happen to me basically is now, Ben, is that you know um, that I am feeling more confident uh, because I, you know, re- reviews. And <laughs> I I hand out feedback forms after afterwards, asking uh, you know what, what what do you think? And yeah, you, it's like a guest book. Yeah, and at the end, at the end, there's is there anything you wish to add? And as you're waiting there, comments, yeah, comments. You just see the person writing and writing, and then the longer it takes, you realize that you weren't as good as you thought you were. You're like, I need another piece of paper, and they just keep writing and writing and writing. I love that. Oh no 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 no. Um, it's been mostly good. But what happens now is, uh, and this is why I think I should see a sex therapist as well as I'm seeing my normal psychologist, is because I'll be in the... uh, Heat of the moment. Thank you. I was going to use a cricket analogy. I'll be batting. I'll be at the crease. I'm there. Playing some great strokes, you know, going, oh my god, look at my form. This is great. I'm, you know, I'm, you know, getting. Why is he wearing a helmet? Well, I like to stay protected. It's always important, Ben, when you're in a uh, in a non-committed uh, relationship to wear a helmet. Always, always wear a helmet. Always wear a helmet. Um, but I, what'll happen to me is I'll be going. Oh, look how good you're going, and then suddenly go. But remember, you were shit. <laughs> and then imme- immediately my brain sabotages my other brain, and then basically. Just, it's like almost I can count down ten seconds. I'm like ten, nine, eight before uh, before I go soft. And I, but but because I'm sort of really overall quite confident now, even though that just like can happen maybe once every six months or so. It doesn't happen that often. But when it does happen, I'm like, oh look, hey, heads up, this is what just happened. This is because I didn't feel confident back in the day. But give me twenty minutes, I'll be right back up. And until then, sit back and relax. Sit back and watch some Netflix. Why don't you Netflix and chill by yourself? No, there's things I can do uh, with... I know! <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love that. Because, like, it's so funny. Because for the parents out there, if you... It's a bit like Jaws. You just see the tip. Dun, dun, dun. You just see my nose. It's so bad. And an image I didn't want. What? I didn't want that image... And then screaming. Yeah, I don't use I don't use teeth. 
Uh, what happened to us? This I is, don't know. Uh, because you know what it is. You know what it is, Ben. It's been a while since I think you and I had a catch up. It's been. Uh, it's been. We're both tired. I mean, not. I'm not as tired as you are. No. But we're both stressed because of our various. I've got my work stuff. I think we're just a little delirious. And you know, we've uh, always. We've my... always. Being as transparent as possible when we can on this podcast no, totally. to let people and, know and, where and, we are at. And, and for people who can tell, I am I have feel like I've been hallucinating since uh, since mid Jan uh, because uh, my daughter isn't sleeping throughout the night because we've had a lot of big changes in our life. So and uh, for a lot of parents whose kids started school uh, at the end of Jan and started Feb, it's uh, it world you, world as you know it. Like for people who don't understand, is as a family. Your logistics, you've got everything in line. And then once your kids go to the same childcare and you've got work and you, you just make it work as a family and then school comes along and fucking everything, cha- like everything changes. Even though we've got a school around the corner, we can walk there, everything has changed. And it has been the most emotional, I reckon, two, three weeks for our family. Just with Minka, it's, you know, sometimes she enjoys school, sometimes she doesn't. But then they're not sleeping and then getting tired and then, you know, and they're both missing each other. But it was just like, you know, like you have those moments where this too shall pass because if you don't have that, then you're like, what are we holding on to? Like mm. I'm holding on one and a half hours of sleep. And you need you... to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, totally. And, uh, and, and, and the thing about it is all I need is some of that rhino horn. <laughs> I'll fucking I'll be flying on all cylinders. Why do you need the rhino horn? You just said you have no problem with that. No, but that's the thing because when you're tired and you don't get to do much exercise, your sex drive goes down. Now, you would know this as well that it's so funny. Like if you do exercise and you sleep, I reckon that's the peak of your sexual drive. That's the peak of your sexual drive. Like you mm. think like right. the less, the more I've lost weight, the fitter I've got, the higher my sexual drive is. Right. Like, it's amazing. Like, and it's not that it's still there. It's just when you're tired, like, and even then the other one, this is what I always don't understand, is when you're hungover, that's when I'm the horniest. And I haven't been hungover in, like, three years. Right. But when I used to be hungover, I remember that that I used to be the so horniest. So you were hungover and hung under. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so it's been, abs- it's been absolutely crazy. Like, and also, like, you know, within, like, two weeks, my daughter has gone from a little girl to, like, like a big child. Like that's also like there's all these moments and these changes where you're like, oh, the little, my little girl is now a big girl. Like mm. you can say that until they yeah. get to school and they're in this massive school and it's a totally different world. And now you have to relinquish that control of protecting her because all of a sudden oh. you lose that, uh, you know, you lose sight of her. Basically she's not with you. Oh, it is amazing how much you have to let go. Like it is, it, I, I knew it was coming and you tell about it. It's also when you, before you have children, people tell you all these things and you can read all the books you want. It's not until you're actually living it that you even can understand. And then, but uh, you have like uh, you have your friends and stuff, surely, who have been through this for a second. Yeah, but it's like, and you go through that, and you and, and you and you talk about it. But- <laughs> just sorry for those who are listening. You should know that Ben's phone's gone off, and he just has someone's name and then agent. <laughs> <laughs> she has a last name, man. Come on. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. <laughs> so it's been absolutely, absolutely crazy. However, what has been really interesting is I've entered the world of, uh, and we talk about it, you know, eating healthy and anything is a big part of what we do. Mm-hmm. And I've entered the world of creating a school lunchbox, and oh, okay. oh my god. Some of the shit people can do for a lunch is mind-blowing. I thought our lunch was good until you open up another kid's lunchbox. And Why you are you just, opening up other kids' lunchboxes? Because they compare. They're like, what have you got to lunch? What but have you no, got you to said lunch? you're opening up. No, no, I'm not opening up. Okay. But the other kids open up. And, and then, and, and then uh, here's a parent, here's a different parents. Don't go on Instagram and look at hashtag school lunchboxes. <laughs> you will feel <laughs> like you're <laughs> filling your kid's <laughs> lunchbox with fucking dirt. Oh my god! My god! To, Some of the now. shit parents can put on, and and it's just like it's it's like going, it's like they open their lunch. What is what is the hashtag? School uh, lunchboxes. School lunchboxes. School lunch. School lunch or just yeah, lunch school, lunch. school lunchbox. School lunchbox. And there's a type of brand. There's a type of brand. <laughs> oh my god! Where you just like. Because she's got this really cool... Look uh, at that. There's like cucumber, there's a donut, there's a fucking bit of kimchi, blueberry popcorn, mango. Man, there's one where they, they each compartment... What so the got, fuck is this? Mate, it's insane. There's one where there's compartments where one mum had then made turn the food into each face. Or the, yeah, the yeah, sandwich. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Look at that one. Like, Come on! I mean, of course, it's in, in some sort of Asian language. <laughs> no, the the very, other one... Or, or, those people are very good. Someone said spaghetti... 
No, someone someone made a sandwich, <gasps> and then in the sandwich they cut out "I love you." Look at the heart shape. Oh, I know, is... I know. It's 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 phenomenal. And at the oh, moment, at first... this is so up my alley because you know how much I love to. <gasps> shit get out look at that this one was made it winnie the pooh yeah they've used the uh, scrambled eggs to make the winnie's it's inside thing tomatoes to use the fuck off people yeah oh this is a company sorry right 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 this makes me feel a bit better sorry, so that isn't actually a company that does it for you and the kids yeah and and so what they do okay. sometimes is they they set it up and, and i love this as well because of nut allergies right so nut allergies are so huge in school mm-hmm. that if you do have nuts you let it go into school and you can have nuts but then when you have lunch in your classroom before you go out and play you got to sit with the nut club <laughs> That's what you and I did in our 20s yeah, when we were yeah, getting yeah, sex. Yeah, yeah, when we had our own nut club. <laughs> what am I talking about? You had sex in your 20s. You've had sex all your life. Yeah, but that... You've, been, you've been with your partner since you were, what, 12? Uh, so I was 15. There you go. You'll be but on and off. Like, we haven't been together the whole time, but I did have sex in high school. Yes. So, what, what was that like? I mean, tell you what, as a, someone who didn't lose his virginity until he was 22... Yeah, 20, God, I couldn't... I, like, I, I could, hated all of you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think I was the last of my group of mates to get laid, and it was just like... And you can't lie about it as well. Like, I tried. That, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was great. You know, it's just, uh, it's just, you know, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> but also there was also like that one, there was, there was that one group mate in like your group of mates where he was like, he looked older, like he already had a beard. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and they were always the first person to have sex and they would just play it down so much because they thought they were just so cool. Like, mm. and that's what really, like, really, like for me, I don't know, like, because watching, because when your kid goes to school, mm. it relives all the things that you went through in yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the anxieties and all the fears. Yeah, and, and all the fears. And but then you got, can I, sorry to cut yeah. you, I guess you, you have to be careful not to push on your own fears and anxieties because my gorgeous mum, Razia, who our listeners would now be familiar with yeah. uh, how lovely and sweet she is, she had a crippling fear of uh, of public speaking. Yeah. And so when I wanted to do shit like that, she would try and discourage me because she felt that fear. Like she was transferring her fear to me because she didn't want me to embarrass myself and that way she gets embarrassed. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. She she kind of used her own horn frame of reference to try and limit. And, and, you know, she did do it on purpose, but it was just in hindsight I realized, oh, because she was so scared of what what would happen to her or whatever that she was trying to protect me. It's like if you have a fear of snakes and you see your kid playing with a harmless snake, you're like, no, 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 go go near it. It's like, oh, fuck, am I not meant to do this? Yeah. And create gave me that fear. She transferred it to me. (laughs) It's like when I went went camping and I told Minka, when you see a snake, what do you do? When you see it, you tell an adult. It's like, Tao, when you see a snake, what do you do? It's like, say hello to the snake. No, don't fucking say hello to the snake. Like. Right, Fuck right, it, right, like, right. And, and it's so funny because, like, I think about him already going to school, and I'm not worried about him. Like, I'm absolutely like, no, no, no. He's just, he's just a different kid. Like, right. we've taken him to the playground. He's already playing with older kids at the, you know, at the primary school. But with Minky, and I was like this as well. I was, I am a super sensitive guy, but I was a really super sensitive kid. And the same issues that she's going through. I went through as well. But there's that whole thing where we couldn't have said, we did all the things we want to do, play dates with other kids who are already going to the school. But none of her childcare friends are going to this school. She's got one other kid who is in another class. But the other ones, some of them are all part of the same mother's group. So there's like seven of them that already know each other. Um, So she's just, it's a little bit harder for her. Man, it's fucking hard as an adult when you're in that situation where seven people already know each other and you come in as a new one. And also she's like, she's like, Minky's really well spoken. Like she... She can she can formulate how she feels and yeah. like sometimes these kids I like her dad. <laughs> but no, but there's like there's kids there who are like four. Like she's on the cusp, but she's she's an old five, and there are kids who are just about to turn five. So sometimes there's like an, a year difference with them. Right, right. So you've got right. a kid who's really young who can go hi, hello, ha, yeah, I like balls. And my and Minky will be like, oh, actually, on the way here, I was on a tram and I noticed something different. And it's just like the difference between the language right, between right. the two. So even, she, she's older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was, I sorry, I was uh, born in Jan. Yeah. So for me, uh, uh, I um, I just remember something else. I'll just quickly get to that later. But. Um, I was born in Jan, so for me, I, even though I was nineteen eighty five, I was put in with the school kids of nineteen eighty four. So they elevated me, yeah, yeah, because I just missed the cutoff by a month. Yeah, they're like, okay, fuck it, you know, you can go into the year above. So I was with people who were in February, like to nineteen eighty four, yeah, basically a year older than me, yeah, and uh, yeah, I was super smart though, so. 
what a way to get to that. That was not what I was, that was not that was not what I was heading to. But yeah, sorry. It's just a. Uh, I mean, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I mean, yeah, I can't help it. I wasn't like I didn't. It was a long five a week of it. I didn't. I mean, I just you know I didn't ask for these gifts. I was just giving them to me. Oh, and fuck, look, that just broke me. Um, but this is what I. To, 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 <laughs> But this is what I remembered as I said, Jen. Hey, yeah. happy anniversary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> happy Jen, anniversary Jen 25th is our anniversary of doing the podcast. And Fuck, now it's that's been funny. Uh, two years. Up and, top. Two uh, years. Uh, Clap um, it out. Oh, man. Uh, oh, so, yeah, because we've, we've been just so... <laughs> Busy with life, we didn't. We missed the actual date. Date, no. but that's what happens to marriages sometimes. Both partners, uh, they're busy. Busy. There's a lot of love still. It's just a bit of distance sometimes kicks in, and oh, you mate. because and, and our real anniversary, I feel like, is when we both got under a hundred. No. Tell you reckon? At the real anniversaries when we started the journey to me. Okay, maybe. But, but, but I love this. It's very similar to what we were talking about. Is it the first time you went on a date or is it the first time you fucked? So, <laughs> Jesus so is it like, the first time we started the podcast or the first time we, we fucked? We fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, we will never because release then, that podcast. Because, because <laughs> the first time we fucked was way back in 2011 when you ignored me on Facebook. Yeah. I love that. I remember. I, I was. That reminds me. Because um, I. Because in Facebook, you got the other messages. You remember the other messages that would come yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, filtered messages. And filtered messages. And I didn't know that you, phone existed. You, I saw the scene. Don't and, lie. It said then, you'd read it. And then, and then I remember. I remember reading it. And I remember. I remember reading it. And, and this was like before I'd even got a paid gig. And someone goes, "We'd love to." Like, uh, it took me ages to get a paid gig doing stand up. But there was like a line who saw me someone once and said, "I would like to offer you fifty bucks if you can perform at our cafe." And I remember seeing that, going, oh, "I missed out on a paid gig." Mm. But I could have had that like a year and a half, two years before going through all that and say, "I've already had my p- first paid gig." But then I missed out on it because I never checked the messages. Ah, uh, your first paid gig was much later because yeah, yeah, right, right, right. So I'm just like, "Fuck." Um, yeah. uh, before I forget, yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, so parents out there. Uh, who are going through this, uh, mm. uh, the um, going through their first weeks of school. Um, what has been comforting to a degree is everyone's got their own shit. Like I keep thinking it's just us. Mm-hmm. Like it's just us going through it. And then you, all you do is you chat to another parent or you chat to a friend. Everyone is like dealing with something. Like it's that thing where it's like, like you, sometimes you feel like, oh, is it my the only kid who's crying and bawling their eyes out because they don't want to go to school? But then the happiest kid in the line who's already at school already did that at home. Right. So it's that thing where it's like, as a family, like trying to work out because once we get into our groove, we'll be fine again. But it's at the moment now, it's like everything has fallen apart. Because I've also, on top of all this, I've had a very sick relative that I've been helping to care for as well, which has been really, really hard. But not in like a torpy sick, says it's sick kind of way, like no. an actual sick. Yeah, actual sick. Well, sick. I thought you have like a cousin who's just awesome. Yeah. I've just been sick dealing with bro. a sick relative. He's killing it. He's killing, crushing it. He's the illest. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, I think where I was like, but it was just like. I just made myself laugh. <laughs> Sorry. Go on, man. But it's just like. I, on top of that, it's like trying to find times where um, where it's like my, like I was having a great routine. Like I'd start the year and it's like wake up, do yoga and then yoga and then know that I'll do my exercise sometime of the day, watch what I eat, uh, eat uh, you know, have my smoothies ready, get everything ready. And then like, I bump into a, 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 a mum who uh, listens in our area called Beck and, uh, and she, she goes, hey, but you've got a family. Like sometimes everything fucking gets thrown out of the window. It doesn't mean you'll go back to that. But if you do get a game of squash in or you do get that run in that week or in that two week or even that month, it's a win. Yes. Chalk it up. Yes. Because just because you didn't do your four days of exercise in that week, that's right. because your kid's sick. That's because your relative that you look after is going through hell. You need to be there. Like all those things precede that. And yes, you've got to look after yourself before you can look after others. But sometimes that doesn't mean that that run isn't going to come a week later and you know that you'll do it again. And exactly. I forgot that. Yeah. Like I totally forgot. I forgot that. I was like, you know, no, think about it. You've kept the weight off. You want to get to a certain weight. You want to get fitter. You know what your goals are for this year. You want to get more flexible. That will come. Yeah. But the moments times are like, you know who needs you more than anything else in the world? Your daughter. Yes. Your daughter needs you to be there, needs Especially you to be present. Particularly, particularly yeah. sort of testing time. And it's those funny things where it's just like, you know, and then you, and you can – 
look back and go, I didn't do enough to get her to this beat. You can beat yourself up as a parent. It comes naturally. You just go, oh, maybe I worked too many nights, you mm. know, in the last couple of years that I wasn't there at you know, bedtime, that she doesn't feel that that she can rely on me. Like there's so much self-doubt that you go through. Hang on. And so you go through all this stealth and then it's like those moments where you come across a friend or family that go, hang on, stop. Just stop. And just go, hey, look how amazing you're doing. Yeah. And seriously, this blue band has come in more helpful in the last three weeks where you have to stop, have a moment, take a double breath, look at the band and go, you are good at this. What's the blue it band might... for those people? Who so the blue band is, us? we've talked about it on previous episodes, we've talked about it, Van, is uh, we want to do it as merch, but uh, when Glenn came on, it's like he had Glenn, moments with Paul, Glenn, Glenn Robbins, Robbins. Uh, who'd, who'd say, hey, I'm good at this, yes. right? He said when he had corporates or whatever that he felt nervous, even after yeah. all these years of performing and being beloved, he still has this fear and he just says to himself, I'm good at this. I'm good at this. And so I felt like I wanted uh, to do this. So I've got a blue band, which is the Beyond Blue band, Yeah. Uh, but I really liked it as blue. And then it's just more as a trigger that when I see it, I go, hang on, you are good at this. You yeah. might not feel at the moment, but you are good at this. Give yourself the confidence, be present and go. And I cannot... Like I really want, I really want to tell this as a merch, but just the idea that you have that connection and that reminder that stops you and it helps you to be grateful, but it just stops you and actually gives you that self confidence yeah. that that you may not be feeling when you're sleep deprived or when you're feeling sad or even when you're happy. I've actually used it there when I was like, I'm feeling good, and he's like, you know why? Because you're good, good at, at this. this. And I was gonna, this is what I was gonna say in the middle of that was that you have to sometimes remember to give yourself. A lot more credit. I know I'm trying to frame it without sounding like a wanker, but it's like you you can't underestimate how amazing it is that you're doing all of this and you're not drinking still. Like yeah, don't yeah. forget to give yourself a little bit of credit for that as well because yeah. you know what you were like or, you know, when you drank and how little, how difficult it was to recover and stuff the next yeah. day. And as someone who's a sober person struggling uh, still with the idea of not drinking. Yeah. Man, I know how hard it is to not drink. So you're able to do all of this and still like not give in to that compulsion. Yeah. So don't forget to congratulate yourself for that yeah. as well. I'm holding up my new notebook here, uh, which is all got all my material for my main source of income, which is my comedy. The uh, <laughs> and look what's at the front. Look at that. You are good at this. I've written you're good at this. And two just lines. To remind me. Huh? Two lines? There's two lines next to it. Uh, there were meant to be exclamation marks. Don't judge it. It's a three, <laughs> no. actually. How are you oh, okay, so far? Well, I couldn't see the dots. Yeah, true. So I thought you were drawing yourself Can't your own you band. My, my band? What do you mean? Like, as in my I hand? thought you were drawing your own band. Like, so it was two lines and it was a band. You are good at this. Uh, no, 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 no. But yeah, I don't have my own band. What I do have is a ganglion cyst that I look at and I remind <laughs> yeah, myself that that's, that's right. what I'm good exactly. at. I have a ganglion just, cyst on my wrist. I love that. So that was just uh, – so the parents, I, I know a lot of you have gone through this yeah. and I would love to hear more about it, any tips or what you've got yep. because sometimes I feel like you are nailing it and you are there. Like the one thing the one thing I have been doing and have been once or twice a week – that has saved me is um, is again my uh, drop pull, my plunge pull. I I've been doing that at least twice a week, where I just go in there and I sit in really cold water and I meditate, yeah. and that is still um, just. Uh, and I've kind of joined a couple of groups. <laughs> this is you're, you're okay. So no, don't look at me like I'm laughing. At so you. no, no, no. I'm fucking I'm, opening my you, you, eyes with earnestness. Do you know when you enter a world, and I think thanks to social media, you can just like I've never got like you go down that wormhole. But when you go down that wormhole with Instagram and you follow certain people, like I found myself because I'm so fascinated with just uh, just cold therapy, pretty much. So it's just sitting in really cold water and meditating. Like, mm. I've, like it seems to be doing really well. It's helping because uh, I've got some lymph node issues. It's really been really helping with that. I feel like it's helping with my immune system. But then I found myself, uh, I think it was two days ago, I had a brief moment and I was watching it, me and only two other people live on Instagram, watching a guy uh, do a polar uh, plunge where he cuts a big hole in ice and sits in it and meditates and then was taking questions while he was in cold water. That's amazing. And it was so fascinating because I, I am so fascinated by this because there's, there's not that much science to it, but seeing so many people do it and make them feel so good and that they actually it has these genuine effects. Like Polar Plunge is taking it to a whole new level. Like I'm in a... I are you sure there's not much science back here? Uh, I, look, I feel like there seems to be. There's a bit of science. I've never researched it, but I think my under there's, there seems to be a lot more. There's a lot of benefits. There's a lot of benefits yeah, that people feel, of, but it uh, hasn't been tested. 
and peer-reviewed. That's, okay, that's, sure. That's, a lot, lot of sporting teams use it, though. Yes, 100%. So for they recovery. Like they're, yeah, they're like the forefront of, uh, of sort of but it's, of the... So I'm chatting with this guy who is in Canada in a hole in the ice. So did you send him messages? Yeah, yeah, so send him messages. And so his wife is feeling... Talk about having boner issues. <laughs> But it was so funny because it was just this surreal moment where it is 30 degrees. I'm in Brunswick. His wife's filming him while he's in a pit in Canada and he's doing 57 days in a row. And then he's like, and she's like, okay, so this, uh, we've got a question from Ben Lomas <laughs> Comic. <laughs> they thought it's your full name, yeah, Lamas yeah, Comic. Yeah, yeah. Lamas Comic. Ben Lamas Comic. I feel. I feel like that's your 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 your, your, your new Eastern European was, name, Ben Lamas Comic. Comic. And then it was just like so funny because I was like, I was asking him, like, how long are you planning to be in there? He's like, ten minutes. And then I was like, oh, how how are you feeling? Like, I really wanted to know everything. And then he was just like, and I love it. It's a classic North American. They're great at talking. And so every time I asked a question, he'd talk for a couple of minutes, and then he was like really thankful because. He talked so much that he realised the time was passing and he was going to sit 10 minutes in what arguably is zero degrees water. Mm. <laughs> it's just crazy. Well, I, I, I was speaking to a friend who is an actual doctor and she was backing up a little bit of what Jacques Barrett, previous guest Jacques Barrett, was saying about fat cells and how um, you – she was sort of saying that maybe in your teens, um, in your teenage years, there are fat cells that are created and destroyed as you're growing. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? But after a certain point, the amount of fat cells that you have in your body kind of stay there. So if you're fat as a teenager and you go into your 20s as a fat person, those fat cells don't ever disappear. They just contract or, or expand. Yeah. So when us fat boys, when we lost weight, those fat cells still have the capacity to expand, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is potentially why we are quick to yo-yo back into being yeah. fat and thin, fat and thin so quickly. But apparently, I say fat and ripped. <laughs> and ripped? Yeah. Do you know what ripped means? Yeah. Because you're not. <laughs> but this is the I've been talking about this, is I think there was a period in my life where I would look at the mirror at 125, 130 kilos, yeah. and I would look in the mirror and think I was an Adonis. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. I, like like I, I would look at it and I genuinely thought I was ripped. I was joking on stage about how I had a type of body dysmorphia where even though I'm 120, 25 kilos, I'm like, you are just delectable. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, um, I remember I was saying the same thing. I was looking in the mirror. I was like, look at this fuck machine. <laughs> look at this. How could no one want to tap this? Yeah. And I was convinced. Right. It's so weird. Like if I think about it, I was like, no. No, I'm but this. In some body positivity world the, that I, uh, you know, that I agree with, you can still be that big and feel totally. and feel sexy about it. My, I've always tried to say this in the sh- in the podcast where I try to change my framing that you can feel and look sexy and hot and good looking or whatever. But it was my problem was I would say I'm healthy or I would think that it's exactly. Fun. So I think you can't you can't hijack the health factor if you're obese yeah. uh, and you know you like me both parents have diabetes and heart disease then you can't say oh no I'm happy being like this because it's healthy it's not but physically you can feel like you know what I'm a fat fuck but fucking hell you rock it well yeah you wear it well that kind but, of shit but when you hijack the health and I think that's the issue I like I had clear health issues but mm. I was just like well if I'm looking that good in a mirror then there's nothing wrong with me so what I was saying with the fat cells is that apparently uh, through a lot of cold therapies there are ways to maybe destroy uh, to to remove some of the yeah those fat cells I think so like cryotherapy which is something I tried a year and a half ago or two years a year, last year actually when I went to a tank yeah, in uh, right. Gold Coast it froze apparently if you do that often enough then you the fat it's cells also Tightens his skin as well. Right, right. That's right. what they say. That's so a big Wim Hof apparently is uh, is something that a lot of people stand by and and find really yeah. useful. And also just in terms of uh, uh, cold showers when yeah. you wake up in the morning. Uh, I saw someone post about how they're going to try and do fourteen days in a row, and they've sort of four or five days in were like it's brutal it's brutal it's brutal it's like oh actually I'm kind of skipping coffee in the morning now because I'm so fired up from yeah. from the shower first well Ben Stiller's got a weird one oh yeah where he uh, just dunks his head in a bucket of ice every morning oh okay I do one called uh, I can't believe this has not come up on the podcast yet I do a thing called mammalian dive reflex and it comes from the word mammal uh, mammalian but I don't know the rest of the history it was something given to me by my therapist which is a ice pack right yeah. this is a quick 
way to fire you back into if you're stressed out. You take an ice pack, um, you put it on your forehead, maybe a little bit on your eyelids, yeah. right? And you bend over, uh, while standing, you bend yeah. over a little bit more than 90 degrees. So you, kind of where your heart feels a little more elevated above your head. Yeah. Uh, and you just lay, do that with the ice pack on your head for it's 30 seconds. Thing. For 30 seconds. Yeah. And uh, you pull your head, I mean, put it back out again and bang, you feel immediately de-stressed. Yeah. So it's my little quick one if I, if I just need to, you know. Um, have a bit of a quick reboot. I'll just go to the freezer, grab the ice pack out, do that. Grab an ice cream. Off you go. Well, I've, you know me. I, can't, I don't keep ice creams in my fridge if I'm dieting. I, just, I, just I had like three. Dif- I have three different. Uh, at one point, I had like Peter Pippo, um, um, Pecolina, and uh, Messina all in my fridge at the one time. That is expensive ice cream. Guilty. <laughs> It's funny though, especially when you live in a city, you get sport for choice. Like, oh, I mean, like, I, I get I get it delivered as well. It, it's just ridiculous. That. That's my delivery. And, and and but then but then on top of that, it's like but then if you go out, like I went and visited my cousins out uh, in the burbs, and they just had old school Neapolitan ice cream. No, that's a, that, that's a sick uh, relative. <laughs> yeah, and, but, but it was just that thing where I was like, have you had like the strawberry that is just there's no strawberry in it? But that's my favorite though, because oh, it reminds my... me of childhood. It's childhood though. Like yeah, I know I never, it's bad. Grew, I never grew up with that. I don't have gelato strawberry because I know it's all fresh. Yuck. <laughs> Don't give me that shit for strawberry. If I'm having strawberry, it has to be that fake. Like, it's almost like when you put it in your mouth, your whole mouth fucking starts turning into that color. Like, it's just, it has to be fake. Otherwise, I don't like it. It's funny. For strawberry. Like, I love gelato. And that's what I grew up with because I grew up in North Carlton. It was just all gelato. It was just gelato. Yeah. But then I remember first having my first cream ice cream. I was like, what am I dealing with this gelati shit? Give me the milk and the fucking ice cream. <laughs> gelati is um, uh, ice cream. There's only a slight difference between the two. It's yeah, they, they, they don't, they, it's mostly water-based. So, uh-huh. so real ice cream is like milk and gelati is more uh, water. Okay. All right. You so, sure about that? Yeah. Okay. 100%. <laughs> okay, good. I can't wait. So, no, but that's good to wrap that part about the parents. Uh, that's good. I like that you said, uh, you know, it's everyone's got their own difficulties yeah, and stuff and- like that. And if you have any advice for Ben, send it through. If, if you have any ad- also advice for any other 30, mid-30 single blokes who have high <laughs> sex drive but lose their bonus in the middle of it for no reason. I mean, uh, everyone has their problems. Everyone has their problems. <laughs> Let us know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. Too many bonus. Should uh, I experiment with Viagra? Uh, I know no, you don't need to. Well, someone told me that uh, they uh, have um, like half, not even half, they just lick the blue pill and that gives them enough juice to keep going. I'd be too scared because I know a friend who did take it. Yeah. Uh, among a couple of other things. Right. And he said he went to hospital. Why did he take the whole pill? He took the whole pill. That's the point. Plus some other illicit material. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, it did not go down. No, the person I'm talking about actually hopefully will be a guest soon as well. So we might as well wait for him to come in to <laughs> out him. But uh, I feel, and, and the best part is I know he wouldn't even care even if I brought it up. But it, I'd rather him tell it because it's much funnier. Licking the blue pill. It sounds, yeah, I love it. When you say it like that, it sounds like you're taking drugs. But it is. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, do you take half? He goes, nah, man, like a tenth. Just even lick it, it'll be great. And, uh, but, then, yeah. but does he need it though? That's the thing. Like, I reckon if you don't need it, unless you are going, oh, I just want to be able to fight the whole weekend without a break, which to be honest, I don't think Sounds anyone does. My cardio is pretty good these days though. <laughs> so maybe I do. Um, <laughs> I love that because cardio is actually probably the biggest, one of the biggest things when having sex. However, when you do have sex, it's one of those ones where it's like when you play squash, I forget that I'm doing cardio. And with sex is the same thing. If you're having sex, you are doing a lot of cardio and you might be unfit, but at the time you just want to do such a good job that you forget about it and you have a really good workout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like I forget, like that's like, so there, yeah, there we we've all, we've we're going to take one thing from this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, go home and have sex. Yeah. But what if like, you know, you're like, your kids are screaming? Uh, but no, but also like, <laughs> Uh, I suppose the uh, thing about um, the cardio thing is a good point, though, because I think one of the main themes of this podcast, if they have, we've learned anything, is that you got to find what works for you. Uh, and one of the things that Andrew Flintoff said about chasing abs and how f- uh, he was trying to get abs and he tried so hard he got there and he was so depressed about it. Yeah. Um, the ultimate, I think, the message was that, you know, don't go chasing abs. Do something that you love and enjoy doing and let abs be the byproduct of it. 
Yeah, so yeah. similarly, you know, I know we're joking about sex, but not just sex or squash or whatever it is. Yeah, the, the exercise is the byproduct. You know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. You're actually there because you love the playing aspect of it. A friend, someone who came to my show last year, told me they tap dance. Like, I mean, who would have thought? Like, tap dance. Who, don't judge. You just I had. Didn't, s- fucking didn't judge at all. You went tap dance. No, I didn't. I was like <laughs> tap dance. Like the fact that people still do it. Like that's a tradition going way past. That's true. Uh, no, it's more like uh, just the fact that they just even did it. Like the reason I thought you were judging is because I judged. <laughs> like tap dance. No, I but think... then I had to correct myself, going, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. Do whatever it is that you make. Yeah, you and that's the it. thing. Like, do whatever it is because for some people, as long as you like it. Yeah, and it's like it's like taking it like even like you know, and for some people who have ill health, it's just taking one step forward, then the next. Because like, man, I fucking did it with running. I never thought, yes. I said it right on early in this podcast, I, I could never become a runner. And, like, I did my ankle a couple of weeks ago and it took me ages to reheal. But I was like, you know what, but I've been down this path before. But the difference is I don't drink. So, therefore, I will heal a lot quicker. You will heal a lot quicker. Be, you trust the process. Yeah. And so when you, when you get there and you get back there again, for some people it'll take longer than other people. But when you start comparing yourself, if you can put your own goal there and get there, then it just makes such a massive difference. Yeah. And again, remembering that even stopping, falling behind, resetting, starting again is still better than never starting again. Because I I would say I'm in the phase of my, I don't know, like my eighth or ninth attempt at trying to do a gym, like a weightlifting program properly. Like, you know, I've obviously kept up my running quite consistently, but my workouts tend to take a hit because the more I travel, the less consistent I am, the more less consistent I am, the harder the weights become, the harder the weights become, the less I want to do it. So I must be on another, I'm like, I've started again this week. And so far since Feb 1st, uh, I've given myself a little challenge for the month of Feb. It's only 28 days. Maybe is it, is it 29 this yeah, year? Yeah, no, it's 29 this year. Um, that uh, I uh, I have to do some kind of workout every day. So even if it's walking for uh, half yeah. an hour, it has to be a deliberate thing to go, hey, I'm doing this for the exercise factor. And in, yeah. you know, so minimum like 45 minutes to like half an hour to 45 minutes is what I've given myself. And... Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing the gym again, right? And it's really, really frustrating. I'm not going to lie. It it feels so annoying to be down to such low weights again. Yeah, it feels yeah, so annoying how, how sore I feel afterwards. I'm like, I've this, this initial pain, I've dealt with it so many times. It's like it should be the motivating factor to not drop off again. But unfortunately, it just keeps happening. But I keep trying to be kind to myself by saying, hey, at least you're back. Welcome yeah. back. Good on you for coming back. Yeah. You know, you the old you wouldn't have bothered coming back. But you're here again. You're here at the gym. I went to the gym this morning at 6 a.m. because I had to have time to fucking pack and then record this podcast and then go to Adelaide. Like, I had no time to get it in done yeah, later. Totally. So I thought, you know what? No excuses. Let's just try and get out there, get to the gym. Uh, and so... Uh, where was I going with this? Oh, the idea that you're just still even moving forward, even if it means as that mum who you met in Brunswick, Beck, yeah. said that, uh, you know, just, just the fact that you're even showing up is at some point is a big win and it needs to be celebrated because um, I wouldn't have. I would have given up a long time ago. And And what I was hoping for is that basically it becomes this thing where eventually you realize – I saw this Instagram post that said even uh, no matter how slow you're running – uh, or how, how how slow you're running is still faster than you are w- uh, than when you sat on the couch watching TV. Yeah, 100%. So the, the fact that you're even out there getting something done is better than nothing. And and on top of that, and following on that lead is uh, for people who uh, also you can you can take real uh, real positivity is even if you can't exercise or whatever happens, but you can convince your partner to exercise and know them that they're achieving their goals really embrace that. That's been a real game changer for me recently because they'll be like, hey, it's not going to work out for me, uh, but Maya, why don't you book that Pilates class and you go to it. You go to it and you make sure you do it. I'll take the kids, but make sure you go to that Pilates class because the benefits outweigh for the whole family. If one of you is doing exercise, if one of you can do it, even if it's the kids or you take, like I take Minka swimming on Saturday mornings, knowing that she at that moment is doing her swimming lessons and getting her exercise on and giving her the confidence to get to that next level I, I I never I never really saw it because it was like oh it's me I'm losing out because I'm not doing exercise that day. Actually, no, our family's winning because my partner's doing exercise or my kids doing that sporting activity. And mm-hmm. I sometimes go, yeah, my time will come maybe tomorrow or the day after, and I'll set that time up. But I just like lately I've been looking at our 
and and I've been, I think I've always thought about it, but our overall feeling of of health and well being and fitness, but seeing it as a family, like a family as a unit, unit as a team, as a team, and then just going, oh, okay, wow, like look at this, like we're striving, and like look at this, my scores never felt you know stronger, you know. So I don't know. I just for me at the moment now, it's like I I need to flip it sometimes to realize that sometimes I might because like for instance, like last night I played squash. I fucking loved it. Played a new court. I haven't played in the evenings in years. And the two guys you know I usually play with, I usually beat them. Last night my mate Stewie, he beat me, and I was like I was really annoyed because I am the best player in our group of friends, and I usually win. And it was so good to lose. I couldn't believe how good it felt that I was like, I need to get better to be able to beat him again. Mm. And just having that drive, mm. rather than thinking I'm going to win this, I was like, oh, no, I've got to get better. What do I need to do? need to do more lunges. If I do more lunges, I can get to the corners again. Like, it was so refreshing. Is that to- the exercise that's good for? Oh, mate, lunges for squash because yeah, you can right. get deep under the ball, especially when you've got to dig it out of the corner. Right. It's just such a big thing. Right. So and stretching maybe. Uh, oh, stretching would be the most amazing. Like, if you could just do the splits, you could get really low. <laughs> <laughs> and just dig it out. Uh, before we go, we have to go. Uh, this came up, which I really want to talk about. Please. Is that uh, you played golf. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah I, I did. I love this. You played yeah. golf uh, for a charity match. Uh-huh. And I love this because I was like, I didn't know you'd ever played golf before. I had played. Yep, yep. I played golf once before in my lifetime. It was at Barn Bugle Dunes in Launceston. Me and my mates went down to see the Hawks play over in Lonnie. Yeah. And uh, we went to play uh, a game of golf, a round of 18 or 9, I can't remember. But uh, Barn Bugle Dunes, one of the most beautiful co- golf courses, but also Stunning. one of the hardest ones. I started. So that was your one, first game of golf. First ever. And everyone, like, I think Lima was saying that. The fact that I started there is like, it's like saying, you know what, I'm going to have a kick at the footy, but I'm just going to do it at the MCG. Like yeah. I'm going to at the MCG on grand final day. But this is what blew my mind. So your second game of golf. Yes. Is it a charity match with people who can play off four? Some of them play off five. Yeah. And this is your second game. For me, when I heard about this, I was like, yeah, amazing. When I heard about this, I was like, fuck, man, what a place to be. What a level of confidence that you can go and go, you know what? I fucking will play this game. They might be a whole lot better, but you know what? I reckon I can back myself. I When I saw that, because I thought you'd never played before, like ever. Oh, and I wouldn't count the Barn Bugle Dunes one because I was really drunk the whole time. <laughs> I'm serious. Like yeah. I, I, so, I, I can't remember. I only remember one. There was one where you tee off at the edge of a cliff and I thought it was beautiful, but I, that was the rest of it is a bit of a bl- drunken blur. But I just like, I, I was like, fuck, man, take my hat off. Like, fucking. Really? Because I could never, I, I don't think I, I don't think I give the confidence, especially when people have just been playing for years and that you're zigzagging up the course and they can just hit it bang on the green. I just fucking loved it when I saw it. I fucking oh, loved right. it. But I've never been shy to talk about my weaknesses. I know what I'm good at. Yeah, but you know, like, sex. but I know. <laughs> Gee, no, right. and that's and then the fact that I was a smart kid as a as a child. Oh, that, I've got those things. To I'm hang flipping my that hat out on. and putting on an Insta. That's my favorite. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just I feel like I know what I'm what I'm good at, and there oh. are things that I'm not good at. So I'm not ashamed to admit that I'm not good at certain things because oh, yeah. it doesn't take away from the things that I am good at. You yeah. Know what so, I mean? but this is what I'm saying. I'd love to play a game of golf with you because I love yeah. golf. I've started playing again. I played with previous guest Anna Rosenbachs last week. Yeah, uh, I pl- that's who I played with. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. We should have Rosie and maybe to talk about it. And Thorno, I'm going to play uh, with Thorno yeah. as well soon. Uh, but the thing about I love about it is uh, it doesn't matter if you're good. It's just one of those few occasions now because we're so busy. If you pencil in a game of golf, you get to spend two, three hours with a mate. And, ah, oh, I was, just um, so much better than, than I, like, I thought it would be because it's like you're not at a club, you're not doing a gig, you're not at work, you're not backstage, uh, you're not at the pub, you're not drinking, you're yeah. not at a restaurant ordering, you're just outside. My, I was uh, I'm walking. For, I caught up for dinner with uh, – Dale Thomas from the jungle and yeah. he's a mad golfer and he was saying that's his time where he tells everyone his phone switched off don't bother calling yeah. uh, don't don't trouble me uh, and yeah it's just this nice four hours where you just it's a me- almost a meditative thing for him now as it's well it's amazing um, and first- if you have a good game it's a bonus yeah, totally, totally. And so uh, here's the facts of the golf game. Uh, very difficult, super, yeah. super hard. So I learned a lot of putting while I was over in the jungle because Dale's uh, yeah. um, uh, Dale's luxury item was a putting sort of, what do you, what do you call it, a putting? A little mini putty green. Yeah, a putty green, exactly. So, and, you know, I think I did 
I think like 10 in a row or something like that. I putted yeah. and stuff like that. Dale did 145 one day in a row. Okay, just a bit of time there. <laughs> oh, dude, there's 18 hours to kill and there's six hours to sleep, you know? Wow. So, uh, but... Uh, the game itself, once you're there, putting was difficult because obviously it was not an even ground. I've, I've been used uh, to playing yeah, on, on, on flat track. Uh, but then the driving, teeing off rather, really struggled. So the first eight, spraying. Like, uh, I would the fact always, that you even hit it, that's yeah. amazing. So Rosenbachs was saying he, I had the same problem that he had when he started, which was that I had a more of a cricketing swing Yeah, that was more forward moving as opposed to a more ba- baseball type swing. Yeah. And then uh, I'll actually read a message from uh, Ash Williams, uh, who I was playing golf with that day. People will know Ash Can Williams. Can he play? He can play pretty decent. I mean, again, he's a good tennis player. So he's got yeah, some yeah, yeah. hand-eye co- co- um, coordination. I don't mind reading this message out from Ash, even though it's a private one. But he goes, great to catch up at golf, man. You improve more than anyone I've ever seen. Legit. And the reason yeah. I don't mind reading it is because it makes me sound good. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Fuck me, dude. Uh, and so I... Um, it is hundred percent true. I sprayed it. The f- I think I missed it completely the first time uh, when I tried to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, second time I hit it, but it might have gone into the ocean. Yeah. Literally, like flew into the ocean. It was all over the place. The first eight, and then what I did was I was like, you know what? I am a smart man. <laughs> I can work this out. I can work this out. If I keep hooking it to the right, all I got to do is now aim for the trees as opposed to the the actual yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, so yeah. I turned my body. Aim for it. And sure enough, it just hooked in. And I got uh, on a par three. I got nearest to pin. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I actually beat Brendan BJ Goddard's uh, <laughs> closest thing. So I, wa- I, I think I won something that day. I forgot. But uh, basically, it was complete fluke. No, no yeah, two yeah. words about it. But it was a delib- deliberate course of action where I was like, okay, I know I'm going to the right. So let me turn my whole body facing more to the left. Yeah. So it's going to hook towards that. And then I got that quite correct. And nearly, I mean, quite close to a holding one. But uh, it was a par three, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, what then happened is I was I started to get a little I could at least keep up with them so it was a bit zigzaggy, but after a while I just was sort of and I I couldn't putt like you know what I mean I, I would get it yeah. at least to that little area. Usually people would say that that's the easiest part because they've done enough mini golf to get away with it. Well, more about the fact that I just didn't want to keep everyone waiting, so yeah, it's almost 100%. like you know. And there was a couple of uh, holes that I said, look, I'm not going to play this one. I can't be bothered because yeah, it looks yeah, too yeah. hard. I'm like, let's just forget about it. Yeah. And uh, you know, the bloke, one of the blokes we were playing with, the chef called Adam uh, De Souza De Silva, Adam De Silva. Uh, yeah. And he had like he was so into golf. He even had like a fucking binoculars that tells you how far the the thing is. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he was yeah. A full high tech. So I uh, would say I actually surprisingly got injured. So this is a bit of advice for any new <laughs> golfers out there. Uh, if you're going to play golf, uh, make sure the day before you don't go for a manicure <laughs> because I went for a mani-pedi and all my cuticles were still pushed back and sore. Oh, so as so you're, you're holding, holding it, grip, yeah. you know, as, as you're holding it, because you grip, you grip the, say, the left thumb, I'm a right-hander. Because usually that so would be a good thing That's a good thing, yeah. As soon as I'm swinging it, it was just rubbing against the cuticles and I started bleeding from my nails. <laughs> What a, what a ridiculous thing to get injured at golf like that, but also because of a manicure. Like, that's how inequipped I am Fuck, for that. Funny. Um, and um, what it did do, though, all of it was the point was I was still shit. I was really, really bad. But as I said, uh, I just showed a lot of improvement. What it did was it gave me a taste for it. Gave It wet my appetite, oh, man. That's the best. So I, uh, when I get back from Adelaide uh, on Feb, uh, March 2nd, I'm probably going to start looking to doing a couple of lessons at a driving range. Yeah. And then let's just go. Let's just go have a yeah. bit of but a But sometimes, you, like even then, just book the lessons in, but even have a game before. Because when you play, you just learn. Like Especially when you play with people. Like I played with Rosie and he, did, he changed one thing to my stance. And I was like, oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's amazing. Like, yeah. especially people who've even had lessons. He's like, oh, look, this might work. And it doesn't always work. But he's yeah. like, you know, why why, why do you interlock, you know, the grip? Why don't you do, like, all yeah, that kind I, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I used to interlock and he told me not to, right? Yeah, to, yeah, it's better not to. Yeah, why do people tell me to do? Anyway, we'll see that's I'll get a proper Because training. you're a cricketer. And so sometimes it's easier if you're Cricket, a cricketer. Cricket, you don't interlock. I'd no, never no, no, it's just for a lot of cricketers who then play golf, it's easier to interlock. It, it makes it more, feel okay. more comfortable. Sure, sure, sure. I got so into golf that when I left uh, my last school, uh, I had to go from one school when I left in year eight to then go to another school. My going away gift, though, you could pick any book, and I picked How to Play Golf. <laughs> like you, it was just you, obs- it? obsessed. Yeah, and then awesome. my and my putting stance till this day is still the same putting stance as Bernard Langer. 
There we go. Okay. Google that reference. <laughs> new idea. But okay. Cool. We're going to wrap it up. We're going to wrap it up. Thank you so much. Speaking of tours. Show. You've, yes. you've... So my tour dates are I am in uh, at the Adelaide Fringe Festival uh, from February 14th, Valentine's Day, a show uh, which is about the fact that I'm single and I'm happy to die alone. <laughs> it's a great theme for Valentine's Day. February 14th to March 1st, Adelaide Fringe Festival, Brisbane Comedy Festival, 10th to 15th of March. Then I've got Canberra on the 20th to the 21st and then Melbourne Comedy Festival. Sydney shows will be announced, but in the meantime, I'm going to be performing a one-off at a place called Kazula or Kasula, uh, their powerhouse. It's like about an hour from Sydney or something like that. Uh, and that is happening on the 7th of uh, March. And again, I, I'm doing the Add the One show in Melbourne. Love handles. Uh, it's amazing how things change while you're writing a show. I thought wow. the whole show was about weight loss. It is a big part of it. But when you think about it, it is just uh, one step into the whole change of being healthy and happy. And it's funny when you right. write stuff like that, especially with recent things happening in family. Uh, I'm loving how this show is shaping and I can't wait to share with you. Uh, Fitbit listeners, a lot of you are using the code. Love, uh, I'm happy for you to keep uh, doing it. Uh, last year, you bought out all the Tuesdays. This year, there's no Tuesdays. So come in on a Friday and Saturday. But um, tickets are selling fast and I love it. So I just want to, s- the dream is to sell it out before I start. So I would Ooh, love it amazing. if you just buy tickets. Um, you've been absolutely fantastic. So love handles, type in the word love. Uh, but again, thank you so much for just listening. Just to quickly say, I forgot to mention comedy.com.au for all the tickets. Yes, and benlomas.com.au. Love you, everyone. Uh, thank you for the loving support as per always. Uh, do it's hit us up and keep keep us uh, keep us uh, keep us involved in how you're tracking. Uh, I've just been getting some wonderful. We don't have time to go into them, but some really really inspirational uh, messages from people who've been uh, yep. inspired by the podcast. Oh, there was a bloke who lost uh, ten kilos um, since listening to the pod. He came to Perth. There was a. A bloke who said he's been five months sober and started running because of, uh, you know, all the stuff we're doing. So, And there's one dad who came up to me. He goes, never thought I'd want to have another. Yeah, wow. Because he lost the weight. He's feeling confident. Like I just, right. we just love the shit like that, and that's we want to make the world a better place for everyone. And I think I always feel that that's you know we started this and and look at it now and started it started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> started from the bottom. Not the whole team. Fucking you. Uh, we'll see you next week. Hello, <laughs> how stunned you were. You just didn't know how to deal with my Drake references. I thought it was Eminem. Okay, bye. I'm <laughs>